This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart. We do have producer Christian with us in the booth. We are live at Baumwalker Stadium where Arkansas just got the series sweep over Wright State, a good Wright State team. Their 2-8 and eight record does not reflect how good of a team that is. Dave Van Horn said it after Sunday's game. They're probably going to win their conference. You're probably going to see them in postseason baseball once again. But an impressive weekend from Arkansas. You saw the lineup really pick it up. You saw guys like Caleb Cowley show what they're made of. Jace Borofin had a good weekend after a bad Friday. Uh, and the starting pitching, I mean, that's what you were expecting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Hagen Smith, uh, I don't know. that He's still struggling with pitch count, pitching behind in counts. So, you know, I mean – he one earned run is, is is a good good number, but you'd, you'd like to see that uh, 4.2 innings go up a little bit, especially after he had the same no, number last week. Uh, Will McIntyre, um, you know, not outstanding, but uh, you know maybe Dave Van Horn's going to start kicking him in, in the leg. Yeah. I, you know, he said that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like Urban Meyer. <laughs> remember no, that with the yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, but also like it, it was a Dave Van Horn like joke, but also right. it's like. I don't know. Maybe you know. Right. <laughs> and then and then Hunter Holland. For for context though, Will McIntyre got hit by a line a line drive like on the shin, and Dave Van Horn said that he pitched way better after getting hit by the line drive than he did before, and so he's like, maybe I got to kick him in the leg before a game or something. Right. You got to provide the context. Yes, I, I I was hoping that we'd dive into it. Yeah, you can't afford – Christian said it. He doesn't have the mic. He decided to talk without a mic in his hand. But you cannot afford to lose any more pitchers. So, like, when Will McIntyre got hit in the leg, it's like, oh, no. Because isn't that how Mark Adamiak got hurt last year? He got yeah. hit in the leg from a pitch during, like, a preseason scrimmage in the indoor or something? And he was never really the same. No. I mean, based on what the comment we got well, about him preseason. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hunter Holland on Sunday. Yeah. Quality start. The first one in, what, 12 games? Something like that. And it was interesting because another instance of Hunter Holland struggling in the first. And then he told us after the game that he's done that like since he was 12 12 years old. And it's like, okay, you would think that you would figure that out by now. But it's, I mean, like it seems to have worked for him. And he he was like, you know, if I get out of the first inning, then I'm going to be fine. It's just that first inning. And, you know, he's gotten out of it, but it definitely has not been a a smooth ride. Yeah, I mean – we were we were joking about this in the press box at one point. Like maybe what you do on Sunday is like use an opener and then bring him in in the second inning. I don't know, just a thought. Or they said like uh, do what, what, simulate yeah, an simulate simulate an inning before. in the bullpen before and then let him throw. I don't know. I'm sure they'll get that figured out. Or maybe they won't, and it'll just be Hunter Holland, like he said, since he's 12, and you know he'll just, just get out of the first inning every time. Just be something you have to get used to. Yeah. Yeah, so I but mean, I've I've seen like Max Scherzer do that before. Like he starts starts shaky and then that's tough. Oh man, shaky start and, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he recovers. Man, speaking of recovering, I'm trying to. You just won't let me. That was legendary. Oh my god! It was only gosh. a matter of time before something like that. Oh, and you know I'm not taking that out. Oh no, I know. For those for those listening, I, I edit the podcast. Why do you think that the pictures on the the thumbnail is always a good one of me and a bad one of Robert. <laughs> we need to we need to put a Christian uh, a picture of you, Christian. 
it'll be no, like it's one okay. of him can, in a suit or something. I don't. He'll yeah, yeah. Sharp. Get me, yeah, like nice and fancy. <laughs> okay, send me a picture from your wedding. Beardless Christian. But for those who don't know, Christian has like a, a monster beard right now that he's been growing out since he got out of the Air Force. Thank awesome. you for your service. Yeah, thanks for saying that. All right. Uh, so let's let's go through the weekend. We don't have any sponsors uh, because you know uh, busyness, but uh, we also have nowhere to travel. Yeah, so. no, really, getting sponsors is only important for travel. But uh, so the the Friday game, Robert, you want to take us through the Friday game? I, I, you talked about Hagen Smith, but you know, just a, a good performance from the Razorbacks. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like the the consensus in the locker room, you know, everybody we're talking to is is really happy about the way the 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 bats are not swinging, but the the way the the, the hitters are swinging the bats. Um, you know, four runs in the third. You know, getting it done early. That was that was a run rule victory. It was twelve to two that game. How about another uh, another walk off? What three and three this year already? Yeah, we need to talk about this because I've seen and this is uh, I've seen this the most from our friend Dennis Meters. I think that's his name on Bomb Twitter. Squad. Bomb Squad on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He says it's not a walk-off. I mean... Technically, he walked it off, but... Like, if you look at the origin of walk-off, it's the the, the team who lost is walking off the field, like, in shame. That's that's what yeah. it is, and that's what happened. Like, I, I realize that it's a 10-run rule instead of the winning run, but, I mean, it's, they're still walking off the field. I, I call it a walk-off. Okay. I mean, I, I think that it's a walk-off, but also I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some baseball expert aficionado guy. I just call it how I see it and how everybody else calls it, and that is a walk-off. So it's a walk-off. Kendall Diggs walked it off. and he's Jared just, Wagner. Oh, oh, Wagner. I thought you said Diggs just a second ago. Maybe that's why I uh, said no, Diggs. No, I was, I was talking about the other one. Uh, Diggs was the Illinois State game. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, Wagner, yes. How about a, a dude who's just a pure hitter? That's all he does is hit. He's a pro. He's going to make money. <laughs> Speaking of Kendall Diggs, though, Kendall Diggs, no, that was Caleb Cowley. He was talking about Cowley, and he said he had the most pure swing he's ever seen in his life. Yeah, that's pretty high praise. I mean, yeah. that you know, Caleb Cowley did, yeah, he homered. That was the that was the first run on, on Friday, Caleb Cowley homer, and then he had a double to yeah. left. At that point, every hit of Caleb Cowley's Arkansas Razorback career was a home run. Right, <laughs> which was two. <laughs> right, and then he and then he doubled in the seventh, and then he kept the uh, extra base hit alive there. Yeah, uh, and he had like a hundred ten mile an hour line out to center that game. I'll uh, tell you what, man, Arkansas has been getting unlucky on some of these hits. Get they, Josenberger in particular. They crushed these balls. Uh, they had a lot to the warning track that were just unfortunate, but this Arkansas team can hit hit the heck out of a baseball yeah i mean it goes back to what we're saying like they're just swinging it well right now and that's what you need when you have you know so many pitchers going down at one time yeah, yeah. which we don't have timelines on but you know hopefully next week uh another thing dylan carter your first guy out of the bullpen throws two and a third gives Kristen, up. you want to take a victory lap here? yeah hey shout out to uh what preston birdsong was that the guy on twitter yeah 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 preston tweeted at me the the gif of will ferrell like Raising his arms in the air, you know, because this is Christian Cheatham right now. But, yeah, I was excited to see him out there. I'm glad he got a couple innings and he got the W, hence the after the run real walk-off. Um, and then I believe, is it Carmen Carter? Uh, his his mom actually liked the tweet oh, nice. that uh, Preston sent to me. So, like, she saw it. So nice. that was, that was kind of cool. 
But yeah, no, I, I was happy for him, and it was a week late because I think I called it last week that Carter was gonna have a good weekend, and then it happened this weekend. So it's it's never too early. But I think it could be the beginning of a good year for him, and he we're, they're gonna need his help. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, so he said Carter got the W on Wednesday against Illinois State. It was oh, you were talking about Wednesday. Yes. Um, or oh, are you talking that? about yeah, Friday? Yeah, that's okay. Right. Okay. But but I mean, if, if the game had gone nine innings, I think we had we would all be arguing that Carter should have gotten the win because Smith didn't make it through five. I think okay. I think going off of, of Dave's logic last week when If it's a seven inning game and Smith goes four and two thirds, yes. Eight I innings. agree. But yes. It was eight innings. Oh yeah. But okay. he still got more than half okay. of the yeah, yeah. Well. Okay. Now the the argument last week, Hagan went four and two thirds again and Dave said he should have got the win because he was on a pitch count. Uh, but I don't know. He threw like 105 pitches this time, so I, yeah. I don't think that argument would have worked if he went nine. Anyway, wins and losses are dumb stats. So uh, congratulations to Dylan Carter for pitching well in consecutive games. Let's yes. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Carter, I mean, he's having his Will McIntyre season. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. Well, I was going to mention Hagen Smith gave up his first earned run of the year. That was he, tough. He did do that. The ERA is no longer zero point zero zero. You can live with a solo shot when you're up five zero though. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to Saturday's game. Robert, Christian, you were at Saturday's game, weren't you? Okay. So I'm going to let you guys take this one because I was covering basketball. I showed up late, and then I wrote my basketball story during the game. So I don't feel confident talking about this game. Just not a baseball guy. I can't imagine why you wouldn't be here on Saturday. Shut up, Robert. You said shark. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to keep bringing it up. (laughs) Oh, man. Runs early and often on Saturday. Uh, the vibes, the vibes at Baum were were much better than Bud Walton. I have to have to imagine as as the basketball game went south. But uh, you know, uh, Peyton Stovall with his third home run in three games to to get the scoring underway in the first uh, walks. Man, they were just killing, killing Wright State. We we heard so much about this lefty Sebastian Gongora going into the game, only through an inning. Um, Dave mentioned what after the game that he had some sort of back issue, and that's why he came out so early. Um, so, you know, that was uh, unfortunate for him. And, you know, the Hogs just feasted on, on the right state bullpen. Five, five runs in the second, two in the third. So you're up 9-1 after three. It's looking like a, a certain run rule victory. Ended up not being. Um, but shout-out to Austin Ledbetter for, for making his uh, – resurgence i guess three shutout innings and didn't need that many pitches to do so either i think it was 33 had a couple of 10 pitch innings only gave up one base runner so um you know hopefully that's really good for his confidence and then uh you know jake Faraday coming in in the ninth he uh he didn't look good and turned out he was hurt so Another pitcher. Another pitcher. Another I mean, pitcher banged up, hurt, injured list. He, I don't know. Right. Like, he was, He hadn't made that many appearances this year yet, and so it wasn't a super valuable piece as of yet, but it's it's a matter of depth. We need depth. You get on camera, Christian. Christian, welcome to the shot. You're, not, you're no longer a second-class citizen. I got all my Razorbacks gear on right now, but. He's embarrassed. It's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the offense, like, who else hit home runs? Jared Wagner hit yep. his third in three games, joining Stowell. Um, there was another one, wasn't there? Jason Jones made his uh, made his first oh first appearance in I don't know a week and a half. Struck out a couple times with the bases loaded, so Dave wasn't super thrilled about that. But how about that home run? I mean, Christian? Jason Jones has got elite pop. Like when he hits the baseball like Cali, it's going out of the par- the ballpark. 
Um, I was standing behind the third base side over here, and I was just, like, my mouth was just open. I was just looking up at it. I, was, I could not believe he crushed that ball. Was it 438? Was it? I think I, was it? I thought I thought I saw it register under 400 on the track, man, but I, 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 think, I thought that was wrong. No, I think his was definitely 400, at least 400. It, it had to be. Yeah, it was a monster shot he, into, he, the, into the hog pen. He admired that one as well he should have. And then he had a double in the in the eighth, so a yeah. couple a couple of extra base hits for him. That was nice for him. Did you want to talk about McIntyre a little bit? Just five innings, but eight hits. Wasn't real sharp early. Yeah. Dave said, "Yeah, I mean, eight hits. <laughs> it's funny. We got up to the to the uh, or he got up to the podium and saw the box score. He's like, man, eight hits. That's crazy." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, three walks, six strikeouts. He he, I think he he mentioned it. You know, he's. When he when he's got an offense that's swinging so well on the other side, like it it gives him you know more confidence. He's more at ease to go out there and throw uh, and and try to get back to where he was. I think was a, a phrase that Dave Van Horn used too. Um, Another thing from the lineup though, every starter got on base. Polk and Bolton got on with walks, but every start on every starter got on base at least twice, and hitters one through seven all had two hits. So what a day! Yeah, what a day indeed. Caleb Cali finally got uh, a single. Two of them <laughs> um, <laughs> had a, had a big two run single there in the second to sort of put it out of reach early. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a just a clinic on offense, really. Yeah, tough think, tough day for Wright State. Yeah, tough day. I think that's it for uh, game two. All right, Mason, yeah. you're you're back on. <laughs> All right, little little change of cast here. Yeah, switcheroo. Get me back in here. And we go to game three where Arkansas got its first sweep of the season. 6-2 win over Wright State. Hunter Holland, as we mentioned, you know, the first inning. But it just he, – he is really good at working around runners on base. And then you had the Arkansas lineup. Couldn't really get anything going until, what, the fifth inning? They, they got a, a run on a sack fly in the fifth, right? Uh no, Bolton had the the RBI, oh, the RBI single. single, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to your point, like the first, I don't know, innings two through five. Even though they did score a run in the fifth inning, they stranded a runner in scoring position in all of them. And you heard Dave Van Horn, you ter- you heard Peyton Stovall talk about it. Uh, th- there was just a lot of ground balls. Arkansas was rolling over against this guy Luke Stoffel, who we didn't even talk about on the last episode because you know we didn't we didn't know who was going to start for. For Wright State on Sunday, because Alex Thice, who did make an appearance, he had like a forty-three point something ERA, and so you know you know you can't give that too many chances. Anyway, uh, Stoffel matched Holland's quality start with one of his own, one earned in six innings. Uh, let's see how many groundouts to second were there: one, two, three, four, five, six, including a double play, seven in the first five innings. And then there was the the E four and the four six three double play in the in the sixth inning. So, a lot of a lot of balls going to second base today. Um, Caleb Cali getting on base with a two two base error that was huge. Shout out to John Bolton for the RBI single to tie it up. And then uh, you know, uh, opposite field shot for Jace Borfin to to take the lead. And then once they got to the bullpen, it was over. Yeah, it's real quick on Stovall. Did we ever have a concern about his defense going back to second? I mean, he's been great all year, but I don't know. Was there ever a concern from anyone, really? I, I don't think so. I mean, he's looked, uh, he's I mean, looked the, great. The yeah. E4 I mentioned, that was that Wright State committed that. 
Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Stovall's defense. No, no, no. So, oh, I mean, Sto- Stovall about... said that, that the lefties, the Razorback oh, lefties, gotcha. were hitting the, hitting the ball to second base a bunch, which right, they did. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, Caleb Cowley, he's back. It, but the 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 Stoffel guy, he was see now it's confusing. <laughs> it's it's confusing. No, yeah, you heard it because you heard the wrong pronunciation <laughs> of what would be Stovall, because okay. uh, Christian used to call it call him Stovall. And, okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the Stoffel dude was pumping like ninety four, ninety five through like four innings. He was it up. He was he was elite. He was really good. Arkansas was struggling to hit him. Uh, and then they chased him, what, after six? So, I mean, they, they didn't really chase him. He just didn't come back out, right? He, he got up to about 90 pitches. Yeah. It, was, it was really the same story as Holland. They, it was just a – Sunday was a heck of a pitcher's duel. That was really the first time since the opener that we've seen that. Yeah, and so what you saw was Arkansas took advantage of the new guys that came in. You mentioned the Borofin home run. Uh, and and the, we heard it post game was like this team, you know, is finding ways to battle to get pitchers' pitch counts up. And it's just really working out for them. And then, of course, you had the thing with Cody Frank happen, which I guess we need to mention that. Uh, it was tough. You know, you're like, okay, here we go, another arm injury to a pitcher. But what Two really, pitches in. Two pitches in, yeah. But what really happened, we don't, we don't know what happened, but Dave Van Horn said it wasn't an arm thing. It looked like he was touching his lat, his side area with his lat muscle or whatever. And he, the, the trainers come out, they talk to him, and then he throws a warm-up pitch, and then he just, like, bends over in pain. And everybody in Baum Walker just, like, gasps. And then Cody Frank's day was done. It was tough to see. It was tough to see. I mean, you know, I wrote a story a week or two ago about how he and Tiger were, you know, the only bright spots in the bullpen. And now both are looking like they're going to be out for a while. I mean, Well, I don't know about Frank. It, the Frank thing could be a lot of things with it not being an arm injury. You know, it could, but like it clearly is affecting his ability to throw a baseball. Yeah, but you you don't know what it could have been. I mean, like heck, he could have just been sick, for all we know. I don't know. It could have been. I just I just know it didn't look good. It did not look good. He he looked like he was in a lot of pain. So you just hope that you don't lose that guy for a long period of time, like you lost Tiger for. You know, five guess, like five to six weeks is what we knew on Tiger. Right, and I guess we haven't really talked about that yet. Since, no, we haven't. Since we've talked about this before the diagnosis, but five to six weeks on Tiger, that's great news considering the circumstances. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really. that was That's like, I mean, considering, as you mentioned, the circumstances, that's like best case scenario, We were prepping honestly. for the worst, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked on this podcast about how Brady Tiger, I mean, it looked exactly – it looked exactly like what you thought it was, and then we get the diagnosis, and they're getting a second opinion, but we get the initial diagnosis from Dave Van Horn on Friday night, and what we hear is it's a strain to the UCL. Not a sprain like that Not one a, idiot said. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you're, they're hoping five to six weeks. So, Right. That's where you're at. Anyway, back to Sunday. Uh, shout out to Cody Adcock for coming in, throwing, getting an eight-out save after uh, – after Frank goes down, a couple of ground outs, no problem in the seventh. And that it was still a 2-1 game at that point. So, I mean, he, he came in in a pretty high leverage situation. Um, no runners on, so that helps. But, you know, four spot in the seventh for the Hogs. Shout out to Parker Rowland for his first home run of the year. Uh, Catcher's been – First home run at, first the, collegiate, at well, the D1 level. NCAA home run, NCAA, yes. yeah. After two years at Arkansas State, that's yeah. right. He didn't have one at Arkansas State. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was a big swing from him. Uh, Jace Borfin picked up a couple more RBIs in the seventh. Jared Wagner drove in yet another run. Dude's a machine. Um, and then Cody Adcock, you know, one one sack fly, no problem in the eighth, and then works around a single a leadoff single in the ninth to to secure the save and the sweep. Uh, it it was a really encouraging week from Cody Adcock. Yep, absolutely, a, a very encouraging week, especially on. We thought when he, he got those two outs after the Frank injury and then he comes back out and gives up two singles right away, we were like, all right, here comes the Cody Adcock experience. But he really figured it out. I think it, I, I think David Horn mentioned this, and we could all kind of tell after he gave up those two singles, he was pissed off. He was like, are you freaking kidding me? And you saw his, he saw, you saw his velo go up. I mean, he was pumping like 96 on one pitch. Yeah. And this was track man. This wasn't like the TV gun, which is very hot. Uh, he was pumping 96, and that's like the Cody Adcock that you're looking for. And it is a good sign to have a guy like Adcock step up, a guy like Dylan Carter step up, uh, Parker Coyle even. Not in a high-leverage situation, but on Friday, Parker Coyle gets in and does well. So Scoreless nine, uh, eighth. Excuse yeah, me. so it, it is good to see that. Um, I don't know what else to add, man. Tavian Josenberger had a rough Sunday, but um, – Tough weekend, honestly. Yeah. Um, like like we mentioned earlier, you know, he it, it's not that he wasn't hitting the ball hard. It's just that he struggled to find grass. Uh, although he did he did strike out three times on Sunday. So yeah. To your point, yes. Also, I I would like to talk about the uh, the interference call to to start things off Saturday. Um, anybody who remembers the 2019 World Series remembers Trey Turner getting called out on essentially the same play. Wait, hold on, hold on. Trey Turner? Yes, Trey Turner. What team does he play for? I hate this bit. What What team does he play so for, much. Robert? He is under contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I thought he played for another team. That won the World Series in 2019? Yeah. But didn't he, like, wasn't he, like, the best shortstop and that team was like, hey, we don't even want you? Well, he, uh, he did get traded during a fire sale. Mm, but what team was that? It was the 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals. How are they doing now? Without without the league's best shortstop. Not well. Yeah. Okay. Can we, we can move can on we, from that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, to Dave Van Horn. He said, I think it affected a World Series game many years ago. It was four. It was 2019. <laughs> that was tough. That was tough for me to hear. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, <laughs> Josenberger laid down a bunt. He's coming, on, he's coming in from the right-handed batter's box, so he's going to be running inside the baseline. It's the fastest path to first base. Uh, and, and, you know, Dave Van Horn said as much. It's like, how, how do you change that rule? It's a, it's a silly rule, and to me, that's just the umpire inserting himself into the game. Like, I don't know. He, he thought Josenberger got hit in the back the, with the ball, the umpire did. Uh, he didn't get hit with the ball. The first baseman just didn't catch it. So uh, I think, you know, if that were a more – High leverage situation like it was in the World Series, um, you know maybe Dave, Dave goes a, a little more berserk than he did, but it it really didn't matter because the Hogs had a good day at the plate. But I don't know that I feel like that should have been a bone hit for Josenberger. So, you know, cool man. That was where I wanted to go with that. It was long winded because you wanted to talk about the Phillies. I know I'm just stuff. I didn't even see that because I was at basketball. So not a baseball guy. I have a job, Robert, and I have to whatever. Christian, you got something to add? Uh, back to the Jason Jones home run. So I, look, I looked back. So, yeah, Jason Jones was 396, 
it was more of a liner into the bullpen. I, I thought right. it was at least 400, man. No, so I was, no, 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 no. No way it was 396. Track Okay, Borfin had a home run earlier this year. I think it was Borfin or Diggs that went to right over the, over the building, and they had it at 376. No way that was 376. Everybody in the press box for that Jason Jones home run agreed that 396 was not accurate. Okay, we mentioned this earlier, but you were too busy editing, I think. Oh, I didn't. He's he's editing on oh, the spot man. this this graphic. I've seen it. Yeah, no, I, it's a good graphic. If you're watching on YouTube, then you've seen it. It's a good one. You want to check out Robert's face. I got a new face for Robert. <sighs> but I was just correcting or bringing up the home runs that I was talking about earlier with Robert. So because the Caleb Cali one was the one that went 438 on Friday night. Yes. The one that dead sent like left of the uh, batter's eye. Absolute monster shot. All right, let's wrap up with weekend MVPs. Uh, Robert, go ahead. Wow. Um, At the plate and on the mound. Well, I feel like it's got to be Jace Borfin, doesn't it? Yep, you can take Jace Borfin. That's uh, that's an easy path. I'll take it. Um, he was in the two-hole to start things off, reached base a couple of times, and then struck out. Ended up getting pinch hit for That was interesting. Uh, but he moves back down the lineup in the six-hole, goes two for three on Saturday with a double, a single, an RBI, and a run, and a walk. And then uh, three for four Sunday, three not uh, – yeah, three knocks, of course. Three RBIs and a run scored with with an opposite field home runs. Those are always sexy. So uh, good for good for Chase Borfin there. Five fifty six on the weekend OPS of one point six six seven. That's a that's a weekend MVP worthy performance in my book. I'm gonna go Peyton Stovall. Uh, look, man, he had seven hits on the weekend, six RBIs. That's a team high, uh, and he had two homers back to back days, Friday and Saturday. I mean, Stovall seen the ball well, struck out just one time on the weekend. This is the Peyton Stovall that we were expecting. Uh, I honestly, like, I think he's being, he's playing a little bit better than we expected. Christian mentioned his fielding earlier. Uh, I think it was on accident. But, he, I mean, he's been really good at second base, uh, as good as you can hope for after losing a guy Rob, like Robert Moore at second base. And then, of course, he's adding it at the plate as well. So, give me Absolutely. Peyton Stovall. Absolutely. I think it's a good pick. And, uh you know, he's he's not getting maybe as much attention as the other guys like Wagner uh, and Borfin um, and now Callie. But, you know, Soval's getting it done consistently. So so my pick for offensive MVP, is he becoming the forgotten man, Brady Slavens? I, I was hoping because you would Because he him. went two for three. What was the second one? Two for three and two for four. What was his doubles on the weekend? I don't have all the stats combined right now. Here we go. Here we go. Friday. He homered and singled. Saturday, uh-huh. he singled and singled. And then Sunday, he doubled and singled. Yeah, I think he's the, the leader that I was talking about at the beginning of the season, that, you know, the quiet leader that's just going to go out there and get get on base a couple times, maybe hit a home run every now and then. But, I mean, he is quietly, like, probably the best or second-best hitter on this team. Right, and we've mentioned this a, a few times before. I've asked – this question in, in post-game press conferences, but the way that Brady Slavens is going to the opposite field is incredible. Um, if I if I would have told you before the weekend there's going to be one Razorback starter that doesn't strike out this weekend, would you have guessed Brady Slavens? Um, maybe based on the way that he's played, oh but, like, gosh, but like, no way. But I mean. You know, everybody loves to talk about how Brady Slavin strikes out. So That's, I get your point. Okay, and so that might have been a question better for the listeners. Yes. Brady Slavin struck out zero times. The only guy in the starting lineup to do that this weekend. Two walks to no strikeouts is awesome. Yep. All right, good pick. Good pick, Christian. Robert. 
On the mound. On the mound. Oh, jeez. Um, All right, I'm going to go with Austin Ledbetter. That's a good one. Three innings pitched on Saturday, gave up just one hit, no earned runs, two strikeouts, no walks. Austin Ledbetter, Golden Spikes campaign for 2024 is back on. Yeah, I mean, it was never off. No, it was off. There, he had he had one outing, and we were like, it's off. He's just following the script, okay? Yeah, it's all in the script. It's scripted. Austin led it better. He's back. I, I think on the TV gun, he was throwing like 95, but let's all clear that up and say he throws like 91, 92 max. He, uh, he was not missing bats, but he was uh, he was getting the contact outs that he needed to get. So, all right. Good for Austin Ledbetter. I'll go with I'll go with Hunter Holland. Uh, I love the, the birthday boy. Yeah, birthday Big boy. Two one. Uh, you think he's going out to drink? <laughs> surely, surely he's going to go have a beer tonight. I highly doubt that Hunter Holland has ever drank a sip of alcohol in his life. Not even, not even a beer. I would hope not. If he's underage drinking, I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I mean, I'm a you know this. I'm a sucker for a quality start, and that was the first of the year, so that's that's a pretty easy choice for me. Um, gets gets past a shaky first inning and does the job. I mean, five shutout between innings two and six. That that'll play. That'll play on any Sunday. Congratulations, birthday boy, weekend MVP, Hunter Holland. And um, I guess I just have to stay with Dylan Carter. Um, I know I've already talked about him today, but. Came in after Hagen Smith only went four and two after and he threw hundred and five pitches, so we needed a guy to eat some innings and Dylan Carter's been looking good, so I'll just keep it short. I like it, man. I I how many years of eligibility does Dylan Carter have left? Oh, this is a hutch question. Mm. Should we call him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we gotta wrap up quick because my wife needs me home ASAP. But this is a good question because we got to see if we can declare him the 2025 Golden Spikes Award winner. <laughs> I thought we already gave that to Mason Neville in the fall. No, not yet. Let's see. Hello. Hey, Andrew Hutchinson, you're live to tape on the Diamond Hawks podcast. I am still in the press box, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have a quick question for you. Okay. How many years of eligibility does Dylan Carter have left? So I think what's he listed as? I think he's a redshirt junior, maybe. I thought he was yeah, a redshirt so sophomore. Yeah, I think he's technically. Wait, hold on, hold on. Redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore. Yeah, so I think he's technically a redshirt junior, but it's because he's a has three more years left because he pitched two in JUCO, one of which was the COVID year, and then redshirted last year. And so you would technically have three years of eligibility left. All right, that's all I need to know. Thank you. Yep. You're the man. Yeah, so he's going to have his Kevin Cops here in 2025. <laughs> there will be four <laughs> of five years in which an Arkansas pitcher will win the Golden Spikes. Yes. That's crazy. That would be incredible. All right. Well, I, that's all I got to add, boys. It was a good episode. I enjoyed this episode. I think vibes were better, as as promised on yeah. on Friday's Diamond Hogs. We podcast. needed this. The vi- I had people text me and message me and be like, "You were right. The vibes were really down. They were. It was awful, uh, but this was great." I want you to put the word out there that we back up. I want you to put the word out there that Robert Stewart said "shart" on the Diamond Hogs <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, talk to everybody on Monday. Wait, no, Friday. Friday. What an idiot. Yeah. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. 
Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.